Welcome, everyone, to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Monday, June 20th, 2022. Hopefully you had a good Father's Day weekend to all the fathers out there. Happy belated Father's Day. Or hopefully at least you called your dad or, uh, you know, celebrate Father's Day however the people do. We actually um, ended up uh, just kind of hanging out around the house. Uh, we went out to lunch, so that was nice. Uh, went and got the cars washed, uh, which was something that was much, much needed, especially uh, the car we took to Folly Beach last week because our, our hotel was literally on the beach and where our car was parked, it was the closest spot to the beach. So number one, not only do we have just all the sea salt and all that that you get, you know, just kind of being that close to the ocean, uh, but also... A lot of birds decided to uh, do their business on the van, so that uh, definitely needed um, some cleaning. And yes, I did say van because we have a minivan, and I'm proud of my minivan. Are this, you know what? <laughs> my buddies, man, they always they're always like, "Dude, you got a minivan." This is our third Honda Odyssey, um, and we've we've loved every single one of them. And I mean, I've moved couches, I've moved grills, I've moved mattresses. I mean, it, it essentially becomes almost like this mini truck for what it is, you know, uh, in terms of being able to move things. And people always ask me, hey man, can we can we uh, use the van to move this? Yeah, you can. You're gonna sit here and make fun of my van and then you're gonna ask me to help you move stuff with my van? Yeah, enough about that. Let's talk about what we're gonna talk about here on the show, guys. Um, couple things here. We're gonna be talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge and I wanna share my thoughts on Starfield. Uh, that's one thing we actually didn't get a chance to do uh, last week after the big Xbox uh, Bethesda event that happened last week. So, uh, housekeeping as always. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M E R K T U R C. And of course, you can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. So, let's jump into this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And oh my goodness, my friends. I mean, I've talked about it here on the show, just being a, a big Turtles fan. And that's because, you know, when I'm a kid of. 80s and 90s. I kind of bridge both both decades, you know, and really for me the turtles were everything. I mean, I talk about He-Man and ThunderCats and and I enjoyed all those, but I was, you know, 5 6 years old. I was 7 8 years old. I guess 8 I would have been when the turtles were really kind of coming into their own in the in the television series debuted. So I was all in on Turtle Mania. I had all, you know, all the turtles had, I mean, that was everything. It was like Christmas and birthdays was all Ninja Turtles. Um, I collected the Archie Comics series, which was more loosely based more on the television series, but kind of went on its own. I have tons and tons of issues of those. Um, even have the final issue of that run hanging up on the wall behind me as I'm, as I'm talking to you right now. So I was all in on the turtles and you know, the arcade games, you know, growing up, uh, going to the mall and going to the arcades, I've talked about that before and, and being big into Mortal Kombat. But of course, the cabinets for these Konami games like Turtles, Simpsons, X-Men were the games that we all gravitated to. And, and more specifically, the Ninja Turtles, right? Because they, they it looked just like the show. And I mean, you can say, of course, even the X-Men and the Simpsons did as well. But like, it was one of the only games 
in the arcade that looked exactly like what it was trying to be. It looked like the cartoon when you played that game. And, um, you know, you guys know I have the arcade one-up cabinet that they put out that has both uh, Ninja Turtles and Turtles in Time on it. Some of my favorite games. So when this game was announced by Tribute Games, that they were putting together a brand new arcade Ninja Turtles game, essentially, um, the, the hype was through the roof for me and, and for many fans out there. I mean, this this was like a dream come true, right? We never in a million years would think that we would get a game like this. And if anything, if we were to get a beat em up Turtles game, I don't think people thought it would be those 87 Turtles, right? I mean, we were thinking it probably would be maybe the 2003 or it could be based on the, the 2012 Turtles or even, hell, Rise of the Ninja Turtles, you know, the, the kind of, I guess you want to say, quote-unquote, current Turtles um, that are on Nickelodeon right now. Um, but no, Tribute Games did exactly what they needed to do and brought us a full-on new 87 Turtles arcade-style game and it's such a love letter to fans there is so much packed into this game in terms of easter eggs and things you see just kind of in the background and the villains that you fight i mean it is perfect so basically the way the game rolls is you know you you have two modes you have either arcade mode which allows you to just go in and play like you would if you were in the arcade starting with three stock lives and you kind of just play through and you're trying to um you know get pizza to keep your health up and just see how far you can go but then there's also story mode where you're actually leveling up the character that you're playing as. Um, leveling up gives you uh, more lives, gives you a little bit more to your hip hit points, uh, you know, to your health bar, as well as giving you even some new moves. It gives you these new special moves, um, and it's it's classic, right? It's it's just a regular arcade beat 'em up. The cool thing they added now is you have the ability to dodge. That was not in the game before, so you can actually kind of dodge around in that. Um, it's pretty crucial to meet some of the stages challenges because that's the other thing that story mode brings to you as well is it brings you challenges for each mode and it'll tell you kind of what these three challenges are and that's what's been a lot of fun for me right now with trying to play each stage specifically trying to meet these challenges now some of them are tough like don't take any damage on the stage that's one i haven't gotten yet those are those are pretty tough um there's some where it's like you know, fling five enemies at the screen. And so, you know, you're, you're playing differently when you're doing that, right? You're kind of hitting a, one of the foot soldiers real quick and then you're grabbing them and tossing them at the screen. Um, and then there's even collectibles. Um, when you play in story mode, it gives you kind of this over map, kind of a la the original NES Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game um, where you're kind of, your turtle van's kind of driving around in the different stages. But these collectibles are also things like Vernon, who worked at, um, you know, the the news station. He wants you to find VHS tapes. Or um, I'm trying to think who else, uh, what's his name, Drask, uh, one of the neutrinos. He wants you to find these crystal shards. And, so, and they're on the map. When you bring them back to them, you just kind of level up and you've completed that uh, collection. Um, some of the other things they do with the game as well is um, you can play full-on multiplayer, which you could always could in these games. Uh, previously, it was always up to four people. Shredder's Revenge has boosted it up to six now, which is awesome. Um, they've made it so seamless as well to join in. Like you can, right at the start of the character select, you can create a party. Uh, or you can find other players who are also on the create create or uh, select a character um, stage. But then also just playing story mode, you can pick any of the levels that you want and then just say find players. And then it brings up a list of other parties that are out there and shows you like the percentage they are in 
on that level, like, you know, 24%, 50%. So you know kind of where you're gonna join in and then you just hop in and play. And so for me, that's what's been the most fun is like, hey, I need to, like one of the achievements was, and, and this is kind of a tip for people out there because I don't think a lot of people are realizing this. Um, one of the little uh, challenges or achievements in the game is complete the game with all seven characters. And so to do that, I just went to the very last stage in story mode said find players, picked the character that I needed, got in, and half the time when I spawned in, they were at the final boss, beat the final boss, boom, that counts. So I got that achievement on Xbox, I'm playing on Xbox, and only 0.3% of players had completed that achievement. So there's a tip for you. If you want that achievement, go to that last stage and just go, I mean, it took me not even 10 minutes to do it. Cause I, I played through the whole story with my, you know, I, I think I played Raphael first, leveled him all the way up, played all the way through the game. And then I was like, all right, well, let me go beat it with Leo. Went to the last stage, did that, picked whoever was further along in that level. You get, you hop in there fighting the final boss, beat it with Leo. Okay, let me go and do it with Mikey. And I just kept doing that. And <laughs> immediately I got that achievement. My son was actually even watching me do it. He was like, wow, they, they made that pretty easy to do. And I was like, yeah. And then when it popped up on the bottom of the screen, it said only 0.3% of players on Xbox had done that. It was like, man, like this, I guess I kind of cheated the system, but... That's the thing is like I keep going back to this game because it is incredibly fun to play, um, especially with other people. Because when you get six people all on screen going bananas, um, which I, I didn't even mention, you can also play as April and Shredder, or, or I'm sorry, as uh, Splinter. And then once you beat the, the game, you unlock Casey Jones. And so there is, of course, a, a challenge to level up all the characters. Um, it seems like leveling up, you, you get points for every enemy you defeat, bosses, you get a certain amount of points. Um, you have to get everybody to 2,000 points to hit level 10, and that's where the cap is um, right now. Um, uh, it, but it just, just hopping in and picking a different character. And the cool thing is all the characters play different. Um, some of them are a little bit slower, a little bit tankier, you know, Donatello has the reach with the bow. Raphael, you gotta be a little bit up closer. Um, Mikey's a little bit faster. Um, April's a, a powerhouse, which is, which is awesome. Uh, they all have these special moves, but if you hit Y, um, that basically not getting hit and you doing some damage builds up builds up a meter for you to be able to do that. Uh, the other cool thing they added too, as I had mentioned, that arcade mode where you're actually um, basically using your lives. If somebody goes down, you can go over to them and you hold the left bumper and um, you hold a piece of pizza in front of their face and it heals them and they get back up. So they're not actually wasting a life um, when you're in there. So it's Man, it, it's so much fun, and and I didn't even mention on top of that, on top of all the graphical style, kind of you know the paying that homage to those old games, the music. Oh my God, the music. T. Lopes is the guy's name. Uh, who did it? He's actually the same one that did uh, the soundtrack for Sonic Mania. So it's like whenever they need someone to do kind of the, these retro style soundtracks, um, he's the one they go to. And man, did he nail it. Uh, Mike Patton from Faith No More does the uh, theme song, which is a little bit different than the normal one, but it's still cool. You know, a cool little variant on it. Um, and then even the Wu-Tang Clan has a couple tracks on there. Um, a lot of surprises. I don't want to spoil any of the, the bosses or anything, especially the final boss um, for people who are Turtles fans and maybe want to check this out. But I can't recommend this game enough, especially if you're a Turtles fan. I mean, if you're a Turtles fan, you, you probably already have this game. You're not even, you never even second, second guess this one, right? This was kind of a, um, a no brainer. And I mean, the crazy part is it's on game pass. So I was planning on buying this game. Um, 
but I'm just playing it on Game Pass. Now, some of these games come and go off Game Pass, and I'll tell you, if this thing leaves Game Pass, I'm definitely going to pick it up then. Um, I'm even thinking probably if it goes on sale kind of between then and now, I probably will uh, pick it up. I'm even considering getting it on Switch, um, just kind of have it on the go. Um, but it, it's a ton of fun. I mean, I'll just kind of all through the, throughout the weekend, I've just kind of like, hey, I got 10 or 15 minutes, let me hop on and just play a level. Um, because it, it fires up quick, you're able to find a party real quick um, and just jump in. It's like you're at the arcade, right? Where you just go in, put your quarter in, somebody's already halfway through a level, you just start playing with them. That's what I've been doing and just picking different characters and building them up and leveling them up. To what end goal? You know, I don't know. I mean, you, you, you get them all, you get that achievement. It's not like you're unlocking anything major by doing so. It's just... It's like you were a kid back at the arcades just playing for the fun of it. It's, man, they, they nailed it. And the cool thing was over the weekend, supposedly Tribute Games was on the kind of funny stream playing and uh, mentioned they, w- they would be interested in doing this for more. And they even mentioned specifically The Simpsons. So a new Simpsons game in this genre would just be, mwah, bring it, please make it happen. It would just be awesome. Or, I mean, hell, even X-Men, right, would be awesome as well. Um, so go check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. I can't recommend it enough. It's it's probably some of the most fun I've had playing a video game this year. It's it, there's just so much about. I mean, I even, I even tweeted about this like Saturday morning. It was awesome. Like it's Saturday morning. Felt like a little kid again, just waking up and like going playing some turtles. You know, I remember playing the turtles games on my NES um, or you know tournament fighters on on my Super Nintendo. Like just that was part of my childhood and being able to do that this past weekend was super fun it, it was a lot of fun so check it out it's a, it's a fantastic fantastic game uh switching gears to another game here i, I just wanted to kind of give my two cents on this game because i know there's been a lot of conversation about this since the game was um some gameplay was finally shown off uh and that's starfield uh last week microsoft had their uh, xbox bethesda not E3, E3 stream, and I showed off a bunch of things, which, by the way, Diablo 4 coming away from that just looked freaking awesome. It pretty much really looks like it's using a lot of the systems that is in Diablo Immortal minus the pay us a bazillion dollars um, <laughs> that's in there, which, quick update on that, I actually did hit level 60, I think I'm Paragon level 2, and I've kind of now fallen off, off the game, so, you know, dipping in maybe every once in a while to kind of go beat up some enemies, but yeah, that's that. Uh, But Starfield was the big game that a lot of people were looking forward to finally seeing some gameplay. This, of course, coming from Bethesda, um, who, of course, best known for the Elder Scrolls and Fallout series. And, you know, what was kind of interesting was the first thing they showed in this game was their character going down planet side. And immediately going over and mining something like I there was I was just kind of like that's the first thing you show you don't show like maybe getting a quest and then going out on the quest no they're showing mining so hey not that there's anything wrong with that but I think that's what has led to a lot of folks immediately seeing that and being like okay this is no man's sky because that was really I think kind of the question that a lot of people had is like how much of that type of stuff is going to be in this game now layered on top of that uh, of course Todd Howard has gone has come out and said even more since then, done some interviews saying, hey, this really is a Bethesda RPG. We have full-on factions and quests and all that out there. Um, you know, so it's not just an exploration game. But I, personally, I think that's what's kind of neat. Um, saw some criticism over the game, um, which, which by the way, go watch it. There's like a 14 or 15-minute kind of gameplay video. Go watch that. Um, and some of what I'm saying here will kind of make some context or uh, give some context to to you if you haven't seen that yet. Um 
But uh, graphically, it looks great. But some of the criticisms I saw people saying was it didn't look like it was sci-fi enough. Like the weapons they were using was, um, you know, just kind of your basic guns. And, and the combat definitely looked like a Bethesda game. I mean, overall, the game looks like a Bethesda game. I mean, it's running on um, a quote-unquote new engine, but it's still kind of built off the previous engine. So it just ran and looked a lot like that. Um, but it didn't look like there was like a VATS-type system that's in Fallout. So you really are kind of first-person running and gunning in this thing. Um, but again, using that Bethesda engine that really, for me, without VATS, has always just felt awkward and, and a little bit odd. Um, but to get back to what I was saying about the criticisms is some people were saying it didn't look fantastical enough. You know, you think about like Destiny or, I mean, hell, even throw it to No Man's Sky. Some of the weapons you're using in there are very, very over-the-top sci-fi. Um, but I kind of like where this is. It's a little bit more grounded in reality and this idea that, um, you know, humanity has decided to leave and we're exploring the galaxy. And that's kind of what I think they're going for here. You know, we're not, there, there is that whole kind of ancient alien, ancient uh, technology that's found, which seems to be kind of, you know, a dime a dozen in every um, sci-fi game that comes out here as of late. I mean, that's kind of where everybody goes, right? That's kind of just the, um, I don't know, it's just where it is, right? Sci-fi today is that like, oh, there was some sort of ancient race and we got to figure out what's what they were and what they knew. And that's what's led us to our technology. Um, ancient aliens, right? That's, that's what it's all about. Um, but I think humanity set off into space with the limited technology that they had, they would have with the ability to do that makes sense. And I'm kind of glad Starfield is kind of keeping it grounded in, in that. And that's kind of where... Um, this game is going to be, and you know, for me, just just knowing that it's going to have that layer of polish of the RPG side of it uh, means a lot to me. I mean, that's really kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, when, you know, when it comes to the Bethesda RPGs as a story, I mean, hell, even Elder Scrolls Online, I still play that, and in short, it's an MMO. But I'm there for the stories. I'm there for the characters. I'm there to, you know, play my own story as, as my character. And I think that's what you know, Starfield being able to do that in space is going to be able to deliver. Now, you look at a game like Mass Effect that is such, God, I mean, I've talked about it here on the show, love the story, love the lore that's there. It's such a, a directed story, even though you have options and there are dialogue choices. You know, when you go on a planet, there's only one place to go, right? You're only landing in one location. Supposedly with Starfield, there's over a thousand planets to explore. And Todd Howard made it a point to say, you don't have to land in what was the name city Atlantis or whatever they I think it was something like that it was the main city they showed on that one planet like you don't have to land there you can go on the other side of the planet and land over there I think the skepticism that a lot of people have is like okay what's there you know if I go there is there a reason to be going there um am I just mining more minerals and, and resources um you know to some extent that can be fun that can be neat um but there needs to be a purpose for it and over time, that's going to get a little bit, you know, just samey, right, for a lot of folks. If you're just doing that and it's just every planet you go to, that's just what it is. Um, I'm interested to see how fantastical some of these planets are going to be. You think of a game, again, back to No Man's Sky. If you want to just go and explore some crazy-ass planets, No Man's Sky has got you covered because it's it has its own style and it's some of those planets are just wild that you're going to find in there. Um I don't think Starfield's going to go that fantastical. And so I'm really interested. Like, did they actually handcraft a thousand planets 
out there. And, you know, sure, they say you can go anywhere, but like, here's this planet. And yeah, I can land on the other side, but am I still going to find, like, if I land at point A or point B, is it still going to kind of be the same thing? You know, even though, like, they're like, hey, you're going on this planet, you're going to point B, and here's what's here. But if I had chosen A, would it still have been the same thing that's going to be a B? Like, that's kind of how I think they're going to hide some of this stuff. Um, but we're going to have to wait and see. You know, we still don't know yet. Not a release date. All we know is kind of quarter one, quarter two of, of uh, next year is all that's out there. Um, they did show off there is uh, base building, kind of like what was in Fallout 4, which was my least favorite part of Fallout 4. I'm just, I'm never into any of that stuff. Um, there is uh, ship building, which is pretty cool. I think to me, I think that's neat. I wish if we just had that, like I don't need to be building bases on these planets. Like I, I just don't want to do that, but building my ship and being able to kind of have some agency over that and how um, my ship works in combat, because that's another thing. There's even um, space combat, which is, you know, something that I saw some people saying, like, it looks kind of basic. Do, do you really want, like, a full-fledged, like, flight simulator space combat game within your massive Bethesda RPG? I sure as hell don't. I just want something basic that if I have to get into combat, it's just easy to do. Because I'm not going to be, I don't think that's going to be a big part of the game. Like, that might just be something you engage with everyone's while kind of like for me kind of like halo reach if you haven't played halo reach yes there is there is flight combat in halo reach which sounds crazy for people that never played the game for a halo game to have that it was pretty basic but it it served its purpose right narratively it was fine it, it did what you needed it to do and um i think if it's just kind of somewhat basic like that that works. It's all I need. It's all I need in my in my Starfield. I don't need anything crazy and over the top. Like that's just that'll be enough um, for what I, you know, need it need it to do. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely stoked. I I was I think a lot of people felt let down because they were expecting to be blown away. Um, but at this point, I don't know what really could have blown us away. I mean, the the thousand planet. That just that comment is like, wow. But, you know, again, I think we all kind of have that mentality of No Man's Sky. We were kind of promised something like that with No Man's Sky, and it didn't happen, right? And we've been promised a lot of things in video games as of late um, that don't deliver. So there is, of course, going to be that, that skepticism. But I'm still pretty stoked for this game. I mean, obviously, it's a Game Pass game, so I already own it. I'm already going to be, you know, be playing it. I don't need to buy it, um, when, it uh, when it comes out. But um, I will for sure... Um, be playing this, and I'm pretty stoked for it. It definitely looks looks cool, and you know, any anything that's going to give me a awesome narrative RPG in space and kind of in this fantastical sci-fi setting, I'm there for. Um, so do yourself a favor, go watch the video. You know, kind of judge for yourself. Um, you know, and really, in the end, doesn't matter. Like the game, the game's coming, right? We're all gonna we're all gonna be playing it. I'm sure uh, when it drops. I think you know the big question is, is it going to live up to um, Elder Scrolls and Fallout level. And really, you know, to be fair, Bethesda's kind of been, you know, missing here on their last couple of games. I mean, even the reception of Fallout 4 when it came out was a little hit or miss. Um, and then, of course, Fallout 76. So I, I think Starfield kind of does need to hit for them, um, kind of gain kind of that stature that they had. You know, I think that's kind of why they continue just putting Skyrim on everything, you know, including your toaster and your uh, refrigerator. You can pretty much play Skyrim on anything nowadays because it's just, it's been, it's so well received that it's like, man, such a great game. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for me here today, guys. Um, 
like I said, go play Ninja Turtles, man. That's all I can tell you. Just go play Ninja Turtles. Like I'm just sitting here just smiling, thinking about the game. It's it's just awesome. And the best part is the soundtrack is up on Spotify as well. I mean, oh God, T, T. Lopes just killed it on the soundtrack. Go listen to it. It is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So that's going to do it for me here today. I'll be back Wednesday, of course, with the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We'll see what happens at the end of that. Lots of excitement there. I can't wait to um, kind of see what's going to happen with that. And if we'll get the official announcement of a season two, a lot of rumblings happening there of people wanting season two, not only fans, obviously, um, but uh, even uh, the cast, cast and crew want to make a season two. So we'll see. You know, Hopefully we'll get like kind of like the Loki style credit scene where it's like at the very end, like Loki will return in season two. We'll get like Obi-Wan Kenobi will return in season two. I'm hoping we get that. Um, we're just gonna have to wait and see. So uh, until then, everybody, have a great rest of your day. And until then, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>